The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Uh, 235, some breaking news from the sports world just coming down. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs have fired head coach Mike Babcock. Uh, the Leafs have hired Sheldon Keefe, the head coach of their American Hockey League affiliate in Toronto, as their new head coach. So uh, Mike Babcock getting fired as head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. We'll keep you updated on that one uh, throughout uh, the afternoon. What a great win by the Oilers last night, a eh? 5-2 in San Jose. They're on that uh, uh, five-game road trip right now. Uh, Brendan Escott will have more coming up uh, in sports after four o'clock this afternoon before we get to our next guest just a couple of texts coming in on the cabinet uh shuffle today the the naming to the uh the federal cabinet uh some of your texts on the um the uh middle class prosperity ministry uh this one alain sometimes a pain says uh, hey jay ah, ha, ha, min- minister of middle class prosperity sounds like george orwell would love mr trudeau i'm laughing and crying at the same time have a great afternoon thanks for that alain and uh, this one middle class prosperity is a ministry set up to see how well we are surviving with the income we have, to see how much more they can tax us before we revolt. The NDP leader Jagmeet Singh saying the new titles for some ministers appear to be just buzzwords. Uh, He is talking about middle class prosperity. He says he wants to see a commitment from the government to Canadians worried about losing their jobs and making ends meet. He says he has no concerns about the ministers themselves, but wants to see them effectively address Canadians' worries. Um, from City Hall today, Mayor Don Iveson saying he, believe, uh, he believes that there is enough representation from the West. number of uh, very strong ministers with a lot of experience working with local governments and working intergovernmentally have been appointed to uh, key portfolios that will work with the West and work with local governments to deliver on national priorities. And I think that that's, uh, that's very positive. Mayor Iveson going on to say, saying that the feds are going to have to work directly with municipalities in several instances across the country because the provinces right now are showing a reluctance to advocate for cities. We want to talk about some city issues right now before we get to the transit overhaul. Uh, Andrew Knapp, Councillor of Ward 1, joining me this afternoon. Hi, Andrew. Hello. Anything, How are you? I'm good. Anything to say on uh, your initial thoughts on, on uh, the, the federal cabinet announced just a short time ago? I only started looking at the list about five minutes ago just before (laughs) so uh, i i need to learn more before i comment too much on that uh no problem but we know that it has uh we know that uh the transit overhaul has made for some interesting debate at city hall over the past couple of days uh Mm -hmm. city council's urban planning committee been looking at the revamped bus system for edmonton council going to vote on the changes next week now this overhaul been a five years in the making it includes cutting numerous underused routes that has some users very worried uh, as we as I just mentioned you, we've been talking about this for a long time how does it feel to be finally moving forward well, yeah it's, <laughs> I, I guess a deep sigh maybe that's what I mean by that um, it's uh, yeah it's, it's just something that I, I'm glad we're finally here of course the challenge as you noted is that anytime you're overhauling a system of this scale uh, there's never going to be a situation where every single person is happy. Mm-mm. The challenge, of course, that we know that we have is that only 13% of Edmontonians use transit on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And when you have that situation, and we, we're spending you know, about $360 million a year on transit, um, so when you sort of weigh that all together, you, 
say, is this giving us the value for the money that we're putting into it? And, and I would argue that it hasn't been for years, uh, in part because the, the previous time we've done a redesign was about 20, 25 years ago, you know, before the Hende existed, before yeah. suburban communities outside the Hende existed. So something had to change. The challenge, of course, is how you make that change to have minimal negative impacts for existing users and at the same time try to grow your ridership because that's what our goal should be. And I think that's what everyone's goal is when it comes to transit, get more people on it. Well, growing ridership, this has been uh, one of the things uh, on on the forefront for you for a long time. But I, I just... I, I'm not sure, you know, I know you guys are working hard to try to do this, but I just don't see um, transit in Edmonton, buses, even LRT at times, as being something that is appealing to, and, and we see it with the ridership, with, with the majority of Edmontonians. Uh, and again, I would go back to that's because the system hasn't changed mm. in a few decades. Mm. When you've got a system that takes you substantially longer uh, to get to where you want to go, uh, then how can you even begin to weigh that against driving a car? I yeah. mean, the system, if, if, if you knew that you could relatively within a, you know, even five or ten minutes of your drive get to where you want to go by transit, suddenly that starts to become a very different situation. But I've, we have people and families in communities outside the Hende that taking the bus versus driving, you know, they might be able to drive to their destination in 30 minutes. A bus for the same trip uh, is going to take them, you know, 90 minutes, maybe 60 minutes if they're lucky. Well, if you've got a family with kids and you're trying to get to soccer practice Mm -hmm. after work, how how does that even register as a choice right now? And the problem is it doesn't because it's not a viable option for a lot of people. Well, I live outside of the Hende Deep Southwest and there's there's no bus service out where where I live. There's a new subdivision going in. We'll see what happens over the coming years. If I wanted to take a bus, I'd have to drive 10 minutes up probably to the Hamptons to get uh, to 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 get to my my closest bus stop. It's just not a reality at all. No, and and we know that and and that was the feedback over the years that we heard particularly from those outside the Hende of what they would want to see to even have it considered as an option mm-hmm. and then inside the hendy there was a different set of feedback that you heard but but we knew that leaving it as is all we were doing is essentially and again the system is the, the, we have great drivers they provide great service but i mean the way the routes were set up and designed is that we were going to get progressively worse and worse and worse as we grew out trying to be everything to everyone and we can't with the system that we have and with the budget that we're putting in we can't so uh, you know we set those parameters at the beginning of this which is if we wanted to have a more efficient system that more people would choose to use what would that look like yeah. if we kept the same budget and we gave them the, the, those restrictions and they went off to, to do that work. So this new system is going to increase trip frequency to a minimum of 15 minutes within the city's core and increase weekend and off-peak service. Uh, we know that a number of routes are going to be lost um, and, and that's got to be that's got to be a tough one and I know you heard from a lot of folks yesterday, seniors, people who are trying to get to school, maybe get their kids to school about you know how far they're going to have to get to their to their next uh, uh, to, to the closest stop, yeah, it's a it's a delicate it's a it's a balancing act, isn't it, Andrew? Oh, no question. And and you know, it, 
it, I wasn't shocked by the messages we heard yesterday from those who have concerns. Because, again, for me right now, uh, as somebody, if I had to walk an extra two or three minutes to get a bus that's going to run every five or ten minutes at peak hour instead of every 15 or 30 minutes, mm-hmm. I'm happy to walk that extra two or three minutes today based off my mobility. But we also recognize that there are those who an extra, you know, couple hundred meter walk, particularly in the winter, yeah. is quite dangerous for them, uh, particularly if you don't see sidewalks being cleared or mm-hmm. different, uh, different issues being addressed. And so that's why the other part of the conversation we had yesterday around the first kilometer, last kilometer is so important because if all we did is redesign the system and then not also use, have a proper first kilometer, last kilometer solution, then I think those concerns would be realized. But if we have this and we, and we implement it at the same time as the redesign takes effect on August 30th, then I think you address those issues. And we heard it. I mean, the answer we heard from a number of the speakers, because I, I asked that question of a number of the speakers, is that if we had both, do you think the service would be better? And everyone who answered that question said yes. Let's talk about this on-demand service. How is this going to work? So we still have to figure out the specific details as to who's going to operate it and uh, as in do we have to contract out that service can we do it in-house so we'll figure out that part of it but overall regardless of who's operating it what it how would work is that you would either call or you would use a you know an app on your smartphone or go onto the computer and you would either pre-book your ride if you know that hey next morning i need to get to the main transit hub uh, for eight in the morning to jump on the lrt or on the on the frequent uh, service uh, so you can pre-book or you can do it right when you need it. And it's meant to operate uh, on sort of regular, so it's not a regular interval like a fixed route service would be, mm. but you know that you would have sort of a maximum wait time of a, of what would be similar to a fixed route service. So, I mean, the best way to describe it, it's almost like a modern day version of our dial bus that we used to have uh, many years ago where somebody would call and then those buses would go and deploy, pick people up and then drop them off at the nearest hub. And then, you know, particularly out later in the afternoon at rush hour, they'd jump on the bus there at at the spot, they get dropped off. But using the current day technology, you don't have to have these vehicles sitting at at one destination. They can be constantly moving around to help ensure that the the wait time one would have is minimized and probably in many cases less than what a fixed route service would be. Councillor Knack, sounds like you're going to have some uh, blowback that you already have from from the unions, though, the transit unions. How are you going to deal with that? Well, and, and that's so we the motion that was put forward and approved yesterday and we'll go to council next week is to have a report come back in february to understand what it would take if we wanted to run that in-house and and what we mean by that is not just what's the operating cost of doing this because you would actually have to buy the buses or potentially lease the buses you'd have to buy uh, or have space for those buses, garage space. We're right now fairly constrained. So, uh, the response we got yesterday is that if we wanted to do it ourselves for August 30th, which is when the redesign takes effect, we currently don't have capacity to do it ourselves on August 30th. Hmm. The question is, how far out is that? So is it two years further? Is it five years further? And what we'll have to likely debate in February is what do we do in the interim? Do we do nothing? And we've got communities, and in particular, I've got some you know, outside the Hende, as, as are many of the communities outside the Hende, 
that are supposed to be getting service under the new guidelines. And do we say, well, you got to wait a few years because we're only going to do this publicly? Or do you say, at least in the interim, while we scale up so that we could do it ourselves, uh, do we offer something? Uh, and I mean, City of Calgary is doing that right now. Uh, Town of Cochrane just implemented a similar contracted service. Uh, but I think if you asked most people, including myself, you know, what would be your ideal solution for first kilometer, last kilometer, who would run it, we'd all, most of us would say, be best done publicly. The question is, how quickly can we do it and what's the overall cost of that? And so that's going to be the debate in February. I, I don't think the debate is whether we should provide those areas with service or not. I feel that most people want to make sure we're expanding that service, addressing p- concerns with those with mobility issues. Um, it's just what's the best way to do it and what's the most realistic way we can do it right away. Um, free ridership. I mean, I know that's been uh, something um, that's been tossed uh, around quite a bit, or at least maybe, you know, under a certain age. I know it was brought up uh, again yesterday. Is is that ever a possibility? I, I, I don't think that's something we need to be exploring right now. Um, I, I think... Again, the conversation I've had with uh, with people who don't use transit today, which again is about 87% yeah. of our population, is that even if you if you made it free or even if you paid me to use it, the the additional time it would take me to get to and from my destination means I'm not going to choose that option. Yeah. So making it free doesn't fix the the issue of reliability and speed and safety and service standards that I think people want. So before we start talking about what's the right fare to charge or should you make it free, let's make sure it's a system people actually want to use in the first place. You know, getting something for free that you don't want isn't very exciting. (laughs) Truth, truth, Andrew. (laughs) Andrew Knack, Ward 1 City Councilor, joining me this afternoon. Thank you for this. Always appreciate your thoughts on uh, on this topic. Anytime. Thank you very much. All right, Andrew Knack, Ward 1 City Councilor. So again, uh, 87% of the population not using uh, transit in the city of Edmonton right now. Um, We know... um, there is going to be a cut in routes. This overhaul will see the number of routes go from about 240 to about 140. And as you heard uh, the councillor say, the goal is to run the existing buses more frequently. He says, as you said, you know, getting getting something for free is uh, is no use when it um, when it's not uh, when it's not appealing uh, to you. So, if the buses are are running more frequently, Chedville. Are you going to hop on one? Are you going to give up your car? Uh, personally, for me, no. So 87% of the population in Edmonton don't use transit. Uh, my question to you is what would get you to use transit? And boy, oh boy, there's a, I think there's a lot more here than uh, and what the city is is looking at. And the, and the reasons why you don't uh, right now, a number of you are, 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 are pointing out safety. They're saying, nope, uh, I'm, I'm worried about my safety on, on buses, on LRT. Um, this one says, I've never considered taking a bus. I just checked. It's a 12-minute drive or a 43-minute bus. I'm good. Um, 
This text says, Jay, you know what? I think that they are terribly underestimating the issue of having to walk dramatically further to a bus. And there are going to be some people, some people who have mobility issues, our seniors um, that uh, that are going to have to walk further to a, to a bus stop. And that's going to be a real, real challenge. And, and I don't know about you, um, but... Um, how often you've seen, you know, in the winter time when the snow has fallen, uh, the fact that you can't even walk on some city sidewalks. I was driving home from work here not too long ago, so heading, what, 51st Avenue, or what is it, where, 5044th Street, yeah. So 51st Avenue, and uh, the road, uh, the sidewalk wasn't cleared off, and it's uh, dark out, and there was uh, there was a person walking right along the side of the road because they couldn't walk on the sidewalk. I don't know if they were getting to the next bus stop or not but just the danger uh with that uh alone um some people say you know what uh you don't need to mention you know outside of the handy there's a lot of people inside of the handy that are going to have troubles that have troubles uh getting the bus and, and using the bus services and this one says mentioned it before and it's worth repeating public transportation is a method of last resort uh and city council will not be gaining any points by making a one-hour transit trip look better by screwing up the roads at the same trip by car takes two hours um GM Parisian says, why does eh, why does everyone hearing this know it's idiotic except for City Hall? I'm in the Hamptons. There's no service. Now there's less service. I'm in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've, I've seen up in the in the Hamptons, you know, a bus uh, on occasion. But, yeah, this one said, Melissa says we ha- should have shelters at uh, every stop. It's not safe enough. And, uh, yeah, a number, as I said, a number of people just worried about the safety and length of time. What they are hopeful is that they will be able to inside in some of the um, uh, um, in, in, in the core area, especially get those get you to the spots quicker. Then I guess you look outside of it. It's uh, 256 on a 630 Chad afternoons. Uh, 780-496-0063 is the number to get a hold of me at any time, whether you want to call or if you want to text in. Let me know what you think about transit. Uh, we're going to talk about impeachment and then some discoveries when it comes to cancer and and drugs with cancer being made right here in Alberta. Some really great news. All of that and more still to come.